Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Uh, Now, obesity can be caused by a range of factors and one of those factors is when a person eats compulsively. Just like Alcoholics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous is a support group for people who struggle with that compulsion. Sarah, obviously not her real name, is a member and joins us now. Good afternoon, Sarah. Hello, how are you? Uh, Thanks for talking to us today. Uh, If I could start with your own experience and like when did you first realise that you had a problem with food? I think I always knew I had a problem, but I didn't quite know what was wrong. I was going to all these different diet clubs and, you know, starting new gyms and Weight Watchers and Slimming World and all these these different things, but nothing really worked. I mean, I could do it really well for a couple of weeks and then I would fall off the wagon completely. And then I think it just kept going and kept going until a friend who was in Alcoholics Anonymous suggested that maybe I attend this meeting that was specifically for people who had eating, I suppose, who was a dysfunctional eater. I don't want to say who had an eating disorder because we don't Mm. generally tend to diagnose. It's not that sort of a membership. Yeah. Though in your your own experience, was it was it the way you were eating or perhaps, you know, the, the, the patterns of consumption? Yeah, it was kind of everything. I ticked all the boxes when it came to compulsive eating. I was an overeater. I would like binge eat. I was a restrictor. I would be on these really restrictive diets. I would purge through laxatives, vomiting, purge through exercise, obsessed with getting my hands on food, obsessed with getting a particular number on a scale, just obsessed with, you know, all kinds of food and mm. how I was going to get the food, where I was going to get it and in, you know, what amounts could I get it. Yeah. Now you've been, uh, um, you've been, is in remission the phrase that you'd use in? in recovery. Uh, yeah, in recovery. So you've been in recovery for um, 11 years. Now I suppose the difference between that and Alcoholics Anonymous is obviously in recovery and AA is just no alcohol whatsoever. You obviously can't do without food. So what does in recovery <laughs> look like? Oh, God, if I had a euro for every time somebody asked <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a very rich yeah. person. Well, we're putting um, the euro in the post now. <laughs> well, I guess a person who's in, I, I'm not in Alcoholics Anonymous, so I can't speak to somebody's mm. experience with that. But I imagine that, you know, they're not drinking, but they also adapt these 12 steps, which is a sort of a blueprint on how to live. So it's not just that you're not drinking, you've now adapted to this whole new way of living. So that's the same approach in Overeaters Anonymous. So yes, we have to eat to live, but there are certain foods and that are a trigger, which kind of start off this phenomenon of craving, so you kind of can't stop. So for example, one of my particular foods would have been crisps, which everybody's different. There are some people it could be chocolate, for other people it could be carrots, for other people it could be apples. This is just my particular experience. And it would be crisps. So if I opened a packet of crisps, I wouldn't be able to stop until the whole bag is gone, regardless of how big it is. Or if there's 24 packs sitting there looking at me, it would just be gone. My word, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you would be sick, but you're just going, going, going because this compulsion to uh, eat, to kind of like anaesthetize yourself from whatever situation is going on that's causing you stress in the same way that an alcoholic would pick up a drink, I'm picking up that packet of crisps. I yeah, guess the easiest way. So, in terms of getting to grips with a healthy eating plan, that can be very, very tricky because each person is individual. So, you will find the sponsor that is, 
you know, that you relate to, that is kind of living their life the way that you think you might like to live. And you will figure out by working with them using the 12 steps, what are your your trigger foods and what are your trigger behaviours? So for some people, they might not be a binger, they might not be a restrictor, but they might have this complete obsession with maybe eating really cleanly, which kind of lends itself very negatively towards this obsession we have culturally with, you know, veganism and like for a compulsive eater, that's a very kind of tempestuous place to be as well. So. Oh, right. OK, so th- 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 in that respect, at least, maybe it sounds maybe has things in common with OCD to a degree. Oh, well, I don't know too much about OCD, so I'm, I, I can't speak to that. But the obsession is there. So, yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, maybe. And and uh, as you said, you kind of said earlier, like obviously binging might be it would be a part of it for some people, uh, and the triggers. So, but it, there's a relationship then uh, between perhaps other issues in people's lives and and the and the eating. Well, I mean, anybody who knows anything about addiction, whether it's just sort of well, it's kind of trendy now to work with like addiction and trauma stuff. But anybody who who has who knows anybody who's in addiction or who who is in recovery will understand that most of the reasons why we pick up the substance whatever it is is because we've no other way of dealing with difficulties that are in our lives mm. so i suppose during um lockdown my heart was really with anybody who was locked in their homes eating to try and cope with the stress that was outside and inside and the absolute torture that they must have been trying to manage with. I mean, it was horrendous. Yeah. For a compulsive eater, that would have been absolute hell. And for maybe, maybe many other addictions too, but I can only speak from Yeah, from indeed. One. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're absolutely right. Uh, and, but I suppose another little difference, again, this is probably one of those, if you had a euro for every time you were asked, <laughs> uh, is that, say, with, you know, with alcohol, we, you know, we, you're not allowed to advertise alcohol, you know, that, that, that there's a perception, at least, that it can be a dangerous drug. But with food, like every other show on TV is about food. Uh, and like, you know, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, oh, not to get political about it, because I can be known to get on a high horse every now and again and have a rant. <laughs> but it's more, I think, there's, I mean, a multi-billion euro diet in industry. They're not going to want to rock that boat an awful lot. So, and this leads me to another huge point as, as well. The DSM doesn't really recognise compulsive eating as an addiction, even though it meets all the criteria. Wow. So there's a huge amount of healthcare providers that because of that can't, you know, their customers can't access anything that, that they need because it's not recognised. So you have that kind of a situation where people are having to lie about what their substance abuse problem is just to get access and funding and support. And then that kind of, like you know, falsifies all the statistics and everything. So it's just, and then it leads people down the road of trying a new diet club or, you know, a new thing that might be the particular answer only to have them feel so shamed and, you know, feeling like such a failure that they're right back where they started only worse. So it's very vicious. So if somebody thinks they, uh, um, are, have compulsive eating issues. There's no word. There's there's no medical attention you can get for that. There's no there's not no psychological support. N- not particularly. Now the world is changing, and I think because there's a lot of work going on in the background, we have an amazing um, public information team that are tirelessly working to try and change the perception of it and to get people aware of it. But it's still. 
there's a lot of doctors that don't really, because it, again, unless you have it, you don't recognise that somebody else might have it. Yeah, indeed. So in OA, is it is it, it kind of one-to-one in terms of a relationship with the person and their sponsor or their group settings or are there different things? Well, it's 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 like any 12-step um, programme. You have a meeting that, that goes on and then you have your own sponsor. You have this very personal in individual relationship with your own sponsor. So there is the, you know, wider fellowship and then there's your own sponsor as well. Yeah. Without getting too into the nitty gritty. Yes, uh, uh, which I assume has to be a certain amount of um, uh, uh, privacy about that. There, there, are there many, uh, uh, are there many uh, over, uh, Overeaters Anonymous groups around the country? Oh yeah, there's loads. I mean, I don't have to figure it off yeah. Off the top of my head, which I probably should have, but anyway, um, yeah, there's there's usually one in most counties, if not two or three, and because of Zoom now, there's ones happening. I mean, there's one every hour on on the hour from you know America to Australia, so you'd be hard pushed not to find a meeting. Yeah, indeed, that's uh, that is, fa- and, and given what you just said there, that they're they're all over the country. They're in at least there's at least one in every county. Just shows. It's a widespread issue. There's all those people out there who think it's a real thing, um, but the DSM doesn't recognise it as a real thing. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Quite yeah. uh, a worrying. Yeah. Well, hopefully in time it might come to be uh, recognised, hopefully sooner rather than later. Sarah, thank you so much for uh, You're very sp- welcome. Uh, for speaking with us today. That was Sarah there, uh, a member of Overeaters Anonymous. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break after that parenting. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.